And you are my Sing it with me, here we go. It's Batman season. It's Batman season. Oh, come and bring a friend. Cause it's Batman season. Batman season. It's Batman season. Oh, come Batman season. Kia ora Welcome to another episode of Batman season. We are halfway through season one. And just to really celebrate that, we have Bethany Edmonds. Kia ora, mate. How are you doing? Ooh, kia ora. How are we doing? I just answered your question with a question. <laughs> That's, a good That's usually start. how it goes. That's a great start. I'm doing good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm not too bad. I'm Obviously. not too bad. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just a, a little pot of Chemex coffee sitting in front mm-hmm. of us, and I'm mm-hmm. super happy about that. Yeah, me too. Um, full disclosure: in Episode one. I can tell Bethany listens to the podcast yeah, because I'm a in Episode one, fan. you're a committed fan. Mm-hmm. Well, we are a fan of yours. <laughs> we being the whole Batman season crew. Whoa. being myself at the moment. <laughs> That's huge. That, it's massive. <laughs> and um, you listened to Episode one because you brought me a one dollar hot chocolate mm-hmm. from Macca's. Yep. And I specifically ah specifically said if you were a guest to please bring this. And so thank you so much. Vision. Got to keep the boss happy. I think keep, how this works. keep the boss happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that 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 could be how it works. This, so. Yeah, hopefully covers anything I say. Just I'll refer back to the mm. hot chocolate. Totally, like you have a bad. you have an out right now. This is my out. Yeah. Yeah. How mm-hmm. good. Well, thank you so much for that. <laughs> um, well, Bethany, I guess who are you? Oh no. Yeah. Such a good question to start with, right? It's well, we want to get to know you. Oh yeah, cool, cool. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm Bethany. Nice to meet everyone out there on the podcast land. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a, it's such a full question. I would say that I'm a little bit messy. Wow. Yeah. I'm not perfect, but I'm discovering the beauty of, I guess, being comfortable in just the messiness and uncomfortableness of life and how to like just love Jesus in that space and let him love you in that space. So yeah, if I would describe who Bethany is, she's probably someone that's just discovering the beauty of remaining at the feet of Jesus without sounding too spiritual <laughs> to kick us off, but here we are. <laughs> Come on. Well, that's mm-hmm. if that's your genuine, authentic self. Yeah, that's what that's we're here it. for, right? Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. We want authenticity. Yep. Now, a little bit more about yourself. I guess, um, what does is, what is your week look like? What do you get up to? Ooh, um, yeah. Do you have a job? I do. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a nurse, registered nurse here in New Zealand. Um, yeah. So I just finished up working in the PICU, pediatric intensive care unit in Starship, Whoa. and I've just moved into the community. So I'm doing Starship nursing in the community now. Yeah. So that's what my week looks like. I've moved on from the shift work of nursing. Hallelujah. Wow. I'm now doing like a nine to five job in the weekdays. Has that change felt really weird? Yeah, it's been amazing. I think I've gone from always being in survival mode, from sleeping in the day and like working all night, because um, we do 12 hour shifts, um, to actually having an afternoon and an evening, and I just feel a bit more like a human. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd describe it. Totally. And I guess it was probably really hard to plan your roster around those, that shift work, yeah. like at least a month in advance, advance, if someone, you know, invited you to their yep. birthday or you know, the mm-hmm. trip planned. It's like, oh, I don't know, because my roster only comes out yeah. X amount of time before. Yeah, and you had to kind of think about things nearly six weeks or like a couple of months in advance. You're like, yeah. It just got stressful. You couldn't do spontaneous things. But it was also a great place to work for the time that I did. So Awesome. Shout yeah. out Starship. Yeah, shout out to Starship. Shout out to all nurses, I reckon. Yeah, fair. <laughs> that's fair. Nurses, you do an amazing job. They do. Come on. Yeah. How good. Well, mm-hmm. that's who you are. And I yeah. guess, Bethany, how did you get, you know, 
here, whether that's life mm-hmm. or maybe even the Bad Man Studio. How did you <laughs> how did you get to where you are now? Well, the Bad Man Studio is all testament to you. Oh wow. Yeah. We met and then we vibed and then we realised we had a lot of same passions and then ended up here talking about them, which is really cool. Um, in terms of life, how I got here, um, I grew up in Wellington. I'm a pastor's kid. I have grown up within the church and then moved up to Auckland because um, Dad was pastoring another church up here. And then, yeah, I would say that the last three years of my life, God's been taking me on this journey of just what it means to authentically love him and let him love me, and that means, um, jumping on in here, but <laughs> it means of just dropping a lot of that religious mindset, which you get trained a lot at <laughs> church to function out of, which is like not bad, but it also limits who God is, and so this last three years has been the simplifying of what it means to be in relationship with God, and it's been beautiful, and it's been messy, and it's been like an internal surgery, and raw, and ah, but at the end of the day, it's brought me closer to Jesus, and I'm so excited that that is where I'm at now. I really feel that. <laughs> it's, it's those unexplainable moments. Yeah. Those unexplainable unex- experiences where it's like, God, where are you right now? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> where and, are you? Yeah, and my norm is like if I entered a moment where I was like, I don't know what God is doing, my norm is to panic and then go try all the things that I knew worked previously and then you feel good because you're finally out of that uncomfortable space. But what God's been teaching me is that what if in that uncomfortable space, God can just be like fully who he is mm. and he can actually exceed our understanding of who he is. And when we go into all the like panic praise and the doing the things we knew worked before, I feel like we limit him. And so it's like he's been encouraging me to sit in that space and just let him do him and like let him be who he is. And that is... Again, ah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cool because then you're like, oh, well, he's so much bigger than I ever realized. So yeah, come that's on. That's cool. <laughs> Man. Wow. Thank you for that premise of who you are. Oh, just um, jumping in there. <laughs> you sound like you're really close with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's cool. It's it's it, it's the reality, right? You know, we, we do our best to be as, as close to him as possible. Mm. Though sometimes the situations and circumstances around us, we get so drowned out by that and sometimes we look at jesus through the lens of what we're going through mm. and it's it's really hard to see him as this perfect good person when this lens of how we see him because of what we're going through is so skewed and imperfect yeah and so yeah as much as we want to be close to him thanks for being honest around that <laughs> ah, those yeah. moments yeah i think it's that's so true of like we see god through the lens of how we see life yeah and then sometimes i feel that sometimes we don't welcome god into all the areas of life because they aren't perfect and we're like well god is perfect so why would he want to be in this messy place or why would he want to be in this not perfect thing and it's like well actually he does that's it <laughs> which is blowing my mind at the moment it's really fun it's like oh who what's a really unrelentless personal thing you know that mm-hmm. you know when people sell those cookies um what are they called the girl guides, girl guides <laughs> when yeah. they knock on your door mm-hmm. want to buy these cookies no i'm good thank you i'm on a diet yeah yeah but it's like a two for five no thank <laughs> you i'm good yeah but i'll give you another one for free <laughs> it's just unreal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i don't yeah. know why that okay. comparison <laughs> comes to my mind like but it's god it's like no god i, d- I don't want to let you in because mm. this isn't perfect and this isn't yeah. of you or it's not religious or holy or like yeah doesn't have jesus's name in it but you're mm. like actually he's still he still it. wants it because he created the whole world come on <laughs> yeah Wow. So we got to know who you are. And mm-hmm. I guess before we go into our, you know, our topic, 
Yep. What is on your heart Ooh. right now? If there was something that you're feeling right now, yep. what is on your heart? What is on my heart? Ooh. There's a lot of things bubbling away in there. But I think what's on my heart is that I just want to see people authentically loving Jesus. And I want to see people encountering him as God of the whole world rather than God of religion, I think, um, if that's explained probably. Um, I'm finding that so many things in my life are becoming more clear or more enjoyable because you're finding God in them. And it's like, oh, I just want people to encounter Jesus. <laughs> that's probably on my heart. <laughs> Come on, come on, that's so good. Mm. And yeah, th sometimes there is that view of God that, you know, he's this God of religion, he's this mm. God of following rules, but actually he's just someone who is so madly in love with you, right. who just wants to be in relationship with you. Yep. And I love that, whether this is the place to say it or not, I love that when we read scripture, mm -hmm. we read it with this, this lens of, here are rules and regulations I need to follow um, so that I feel close to Jesus, so that I'm doing things right, ticking the boxes so I can go, go to heaven. Mm. But when you read scripture, actually, there's a whole bunch of, of guidelines in there that don't actually want to make you conform to rules, but they want to put boundaries and protection around relationship. Mm. And so I think when I read scripture, it's like, actually, this is here because God wants to help me protect relationship, not only with him, mm. but with others. You know, how do I put these awesome boundaries in place so that I'm honoring people around me? How do I put these awesome boundaries in place so that I'm actually taking some disciplined time to spend time with God? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just so, so cool. And he is awesome. So I love that that's your heart right yeah. now. And it's getting that um, order of it right, of I'm here as a child of God. I'm loved by God. And that motivates me to honor him with my life yeah. rather than I need to honor him with my life so that he loves me or so that I get into heaven or so that I can be his child and like he'll be proud of me. But it's getting that that order right of he loves me so much and that just motivates me to follow the rules of lack of better sentence but or just honor him and like put boundaries in place and do this and do that because i'm always loved that's it mm. so mm. good well bethany you're here because we're talking about the topic of worship yes and in my mind in my view of you you're a very um prolific worshiper mm. um whether that be the the one single on spotify <laughs> whether it be you on a sunday morning um, at your church or whether that just be the narrative of your life. Mm. Um, you know, worship is quite a big thing and we can go into many different facets and, and spheres of what worship is. But I guess for you, what is worship? What does it actually mean? Ooh. Yes, I love talking about worship. So if I get carried away, rein it in. <laughs> you do your thing, you do your thing. <laughs> no, I think worship is such a huge topic. But for me personally, what I've been discovering is that worship is more than what we do on a Sunday morning and more than what we do in church. Um, it's a really important aspect of church and an important aspect of unity and family. Um, but I think it's, and what I've been discovering is that it's a lifestyle. So it means that everything I do is worship to the Lord. Um, and that can go from my actions, the way I speak to people, the way I acknowledge God in my day. It's everything. Um, and so this has been a fun journey that I've been on recently was actually breaking that mold of what we see or like the church sees worship as and actually look at what God sees it as. And it's this whole 
always comes back down to position and nearly our identity in Christ, right? It's like if we're a son and daughter of Jesus, then he lives in us. So then we pour out our praise to him. <laughs> and that's so simple. And it's nearly stripping it all back of this like complex thing that we've made it out to be full of formula and full of all this stuff and stripping it back to being just honoring Jesus because he and if we can't think of anything to honor him for it's that he died on the cross for our sins or he created the world (laughs) and then from that space it's like oh well actually he's actually in my day-to-day life or he's here I can see him moving here or he's provided for me here and he's been faithful here Um, and it makes life a whole lot more fun (laughs) (laughs) it's like you get to um, enjoy him like in everything and it's nearly the one I've found the non- church things or the non-ministry things where I found him and I'm like whoa and he's like yeah I'm here (laughs) this is fun um and yeah that's probably how I'd describe worship um but there's many aspects of it and worship within church is really important and I want to say that very clearly um that that's really important as we come together and give God the highest praise in church as a church family um and that looks a bit different in my mind of how that should outwork. But yeah, that's probably how I'd describe worship. Come on. Mm. So good. <laughs> and I guess whether you were speaking for yourself just then or what worship could look like for people in general, yeah. what is it that you do in your day-to-day, your mm. week-to-week, that actually gives God the praise, yeah. the honour and the glory? Cool. That's a good question. I can't say I'm perfect at this. I'm still learning. Of course. Because it's that, you know, I'm a human. Um, I'm learning just to acknowledge him in my day, right? And it's even comes down to the way I encounter other people and how I bless them and honor them and love them. Uh, it comes down to the decisions I make about the um, the way I would be honest with somebody or, and I'm, <laughs> yeah, still working at this, yep. you know, but it's, it's nearly just acknowledging that he lives in us. And it all comes back to that scripture in Hebrews of just like, um, it explains it so beautifully of just the comparison of Old Testament worship to New Testament worship or Old Covenant to New Covenant worship. And I love the way it just describes how there were so many rules and regulations to what worship looked like in the Old Testament of like, there was the inner courts and the outer courts and you had to only the high priest was allowed in that holy of holy place and then how beautiful it was when Jesus died on the cross that the veil was torn and suddenly we have access to that and it's like as soon as we realize that we have access to the presence of the Lord and that he dwells within us and that there is an ease to being in relationship with him and there's an ease in inhabiting his presence then I don't know everything starts to change and that's what happened for me of just I was like oh whoa I used to find it really hard to get into the presence of the Lord because I was like how do you do that or like but it was actually no he's in you he lives in you it dwells in you that was the purpose of the cross and that was the purpose of him rising again and the veil being torn um and so now it's just living from that place and living as fully who you are as well and I'm all scattered all over the place with all these ideas but um part of that was not trying to be somebody else as well and just authentically being who God's called me to be because he's actually placed something on my heart and in my life and if we're not living in that place the world's missing out and he's missing out on this authentic person that he's created and that he loves and he just wants to see fully full (laughs) yeah well it's so good Bethany I think I just really wanted to um to even touch on the fact that there was that room the holy of holies where only the highest of of priests and 
and status could walk in there to mm. experience the presence of God. And even contextually back then, when they walked in, they had to be tied to a rope. Yeah. You know, how weird was <laughs> that? That was nuts. Because either they would, you know, pass out because of how, mm. how tangible and thick the presence was, they would pass out and, you know, people needed to pull them back out. <laughs> but I love the imagery that, that Jesus... Wow, hang on. Jesus is so good. Let me have my moment. Let <laughs> a moment. Ooh. Wow. That when Jesus died, mm. he died to bring freedom. And the fact that this imagery of the, the curtain being torn mm. so that now the presence can dwell among us, yeah. I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. thank you, Lord, Yeah, that I don't have to be a particular person yeah. or of a particular status mm -hmm. or do actually anything. To gain the fact that you love me and that you want to meet me where I'm at. Yep. And so that's just so, so cool. So good to sit with. Thank you, Lord. And I guess in, in church culture nowadays, that this is very evident, that you see in a church service, music is very prevalent. Yeah. And seems to be, I guess, a lot of the, the main driver as to what worship is. And I guess, why is it that we as churches praise God through music in this sense? Mm. Well, first and foremost, the Bible tells us to do it. Yeah. And I think we follow the Bible. <laughs> like We live from that place. Music's awesome. I think it's such a great avenue. And you see it even like in non-Christian music. People connect to music and the rhythm of it, the sound of it. It's There's something more within music. And it's nearly, there's such a spiritual side to it. But um, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't think I have the answer for why we do music apart from the fact that it tells us to sing psalms hymns and spiritual songs um and we see the likes of david who wrote a whole book <laughs> of psalms of songs um and he praised and he lamented and he felt all the feelings but in the middle of that god was still god and like it's that's crazy i and i think he's such a good example of how to praise and how to worship um we see people in like the battle like even deborah and how they, they led a battle um with song and there were a lot of battles in the old testament that were led with song and praise and dancing and you're like whoa um but yeah there's something in it just as we come together unified singing praise to god and it's like i just want to make a note of like what i've been discovering as well is that there's one hebrew word for worship but there's seven for praise and it's like wow definitely an emphasis on the word praise and how we distinguish that from worship it's like wow that gets you thinking of like maybe we're called to praise more and like what is even the difference between praise and worship and like you could think about it until the cows come home <laughs> but um, fundamentally it's like if our hearts are positioned towards Jesus then that's epic it is epic and I think I love that you touched on David you know he he in the Bible was one of the most influential characters Characters? People. People, yeah. He wasn't just character because this is a real thing. <laughs> I mean, he has character. He has character. <laughs> um, in the Bible, you know, he was the, the dude that defeated Goliath. Mm. Um, he was king. Yeah. But also, he wasn't perfect. Nah, he had some mess on going he on. He had some <laughs> mess. And I love that, um, you know, even in, in our lives nowadays, mm. that God still draws purpose and calling yeah. out of the messiest of people. Yeah. That we actually don't have to be perfect or qualify for a particular thing in order for God to use us and call us. Yeah. Actually, we need to be like David. Not not like, you know, the bad <laughs> stuff he did, but he was available. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? you he spent time with God. He got intimate with God. 
and you know there was this time that um that he spent with God because he got to know his character. Yeah. And God's character gleamed out of David. Mm. But he still messed up. Yeah. And it's it's just so, so cool. And I think even why we do worship at church is this coming together of, of communion. Mm. You know, the sharing and exchanging of intimate thoughts and, and feelings yeah. with God. But I guess even the, another way to even say this is to help people connect with God or engage with him. Mm. And so I love that worship is, in that, in that sense, music yeah. is universal. And that we do that together, not because it's going to hit the most demographics of people who will connect to it, but actually the Bible tells us to, yeah. as you say, sing hymns, sing praise to a deity, to our God, mm. um, who is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way that you touch on David and like how messy he was. And then you start looking at all the other people in the Bible and you're like, actually, everyone who was used was really messy. And the one that like blows my mind is... Um, Sarah and how like she was promised a child and then it didn't look like it was going to happen and so she took matters into her own hands and did some dodgy things but God still brought the promise and that blows my mind of just like we sit here and we muck up and we make mistakes and we overthink things and we think we're suddenly disqualified from anything God would want to do within us but it's like you look at her and the promise still came because God still had a plan and he needed it to be outworked and it's like so much forgiveness, so much grace there. Same with David when he acknowledged what he'd done and like <laughs> felt that and welcomed God into that space. It's just like, oh, crazy good. So good. <laughs> and hey, for those listening, wanting to know more about David and Sarah, mm. this is like a part one to a TikTok. How there's always like a part two. Yeah. The part two is to go read the Bible mm. and see yep. what did David do? What what did, what did do? Sarah how do? Did like, how did that happen? Yeah. This is just the part one. Here's the premise. Yeah. Now it's your turn to go read that. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as I'd love to talk about David. I and mean, I could read the Bible, <laughs> the whole Bible. On the whole podcast. Bible. <laughs> little audio book. How long would that take? Oh, it'd take a long time, I reckon. Uh, maybe a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> depends what translation you go for that's it <laughs> mm. the other thing no the other thing you just touched on there as well of the beauty of church and was about feeling and that's been a part of my story as well of has been learning to fundamentally feel <laughs> and that's so funny because I well I grew up kind of suppressing a lot of feelings because I didn't want to be a burden on anybody and I didn't want to um I just saw other people going through a lot of things. So I just was like, nah, nah, what I'm feeling isn't like, nah, compared. And there were a lot of different things and being a pastor's kid and all this stuff going on in church and you see broken people and you're like, I'm just going to suppress everything. But what God's been bringing me into is actually the beauty of what we feel. And it's um, not that it takes over the car, as they say, and takes over the driver's seat. But if we're not acknowledging what we feel, then we can, I don't know, we can limit God a lot. And I've found that even my purest praise to Jesus has come from a space of, God, this is what I feel. I welcome you into this space as messy and uncomfortable as it is. And I like declare that you are sovereign here. And it's like, I'm not slapping a God is good sticker on everything and suppressing everything because God is good and all the time. Yeah, God, the time God is good. But, and that's true. And yes, we need to declare that. But if we're putting that over an already like full bubble of feeling, then it's not going to be sustainable. And I've done that for so long. (laughs) I've just like saying, well, I'm just going to declare the truth of Jesus. And that's beautiful. The truth of Jesus is beautiful. But 
we limit the truth of Jesus ever transforming us if we don't allow it into those feelings and into those places of unbelief, into those places of doubt, into those places of what on earth is going on here. Um, because he becomes so much bigger in that space. And that's just one thing that's changed my life of actually, oh God, I feel really mad right now. Come into the space, show me who you are in this space. And then he just becomes so much bigger rather than, no, I will not be angry. Ah, God is good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's look. I'm not even answering any of your questions. I'm just talking. <laughs> no, and that's what we want. This is this is you. Sweet. And you know, actually, to disclose to mm. the listeners, before this podcast, we were talking about, um, you know, how we do have questions and things we'd love to talk on, but mm. actually, it's just bringing your heart. Yeah. And that's the heart of worship. Yeah. That we come as we are. Yeah. That we bring to God mm. who we are. And again, as you say, not to hide those feelings away, because how can it be how can God be king of our feelings mm. when we're not allowing him to reign? Yeah. And so it's actually coming on this platform to say, you know what, this is my worship to you, God. Yeah. Just whatever you're placing on my heart, I'm gonna bleh. And the praise of that, like the praise through the things we face, the praise through the situations we go through. And it looks so much different to being like just sometimes singing or like it's could be just crying <laughs> but it's like the praise through things is just really important i don't know i get fired up about it Come on. <laughs> that's why i'm like there's this might be a controversial statement but i Uh-oh. feel like bad man season is the place to say it yeah you you say your thing <laughs> you can cut it <laughs> no i think there's like a difference between worship music and as a genre like christian music and worship music and I think okay. there's a lot of beautiful Christian music out there that talks about Jesus, that I could be singing to you about Jesus, but th- there's such a difference between that and me actually worshiping Jesus and bringing praise, high praise to Jesus. And when you start to like look through songs that we sing at church, a lot of it is Christian music or singing about Jesus, which is great, but then also do we ever spend time singing to Jesus and bringing him the full praise and seating him on the highest throne and just looking to him rather than what he can bring me. We're just honoring him. And like that we've started to do that a little bit in our church of like kind of stripping back all the songs where it would be me singing to you about Jesus. Um, which is all true stuff and great stuff and what he can do for us and what he's done for my life. And this is my testimony. (laughs) Great song. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Which is a great song. But then it's actually gone back to just the simple songs of praise to Jesus. And they tend to be like the older ones, which is really funny. We need to all write some more just direct praise to God. But something shifts when our whole attention is on Jesus and the whole community or our whole family within our church is all just with their eyes fixed on Jesus and just positioning our hearts to praise him. Something shifts. <laughs> I just clicked that was my finger. Awesome knock click. the, do you need to do the rest of your fingers? No, I don't really like it. It just happened. No, da, he did it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I love yeah. that says in 1 Peter 2 verse 9, mm. but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him mm. who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And I think yeah. that's what worship really does. Yeah. That as we give him praise, like you say, as we as we sing to him, that there's this there's this paradigm shift of this is where I'm at positionally, but Lord, I'm gonna put you in my perspective mm. and say that you are king, that you are Lord. Mm. And actually his light becomes so much more prevalent 
than the feelings that we feel about where we're at. Yeah. And I think it was never about our position. Mm. It was always about our perspective. Yeah. You know, because if we live out of this place of position, um, then we're gonna we're gonna live in how we feel. But if we live in this um in perspective and turn our eyes towards him, so he is always in our sight and have this tunnel vision towards him, not only do we start to overcome the things that we're going through based on feeling, but actually he's gonna work a miracle. Mm. Yeah. Because we, we're allowing him to be king of this stuff. We're yeah. allowing him to be king of the feelings. We're allowing him to be king of the insecurities, of the doubts, of the mm. of the shame, of the guilt, of the everything, because he is in our perspective and in our sights, mm. and he is all we can see. Yeah, and it's acknowledging that that's there, because if we pretend it's not, then we limit what God could do within that space. Um, yeah, the word I really like is posture, like yeah. a postured heart of praise, um, and like just posturing ourselves to fix our, like you said, just like fixing our eyes on Jesus and allowing him to rule in that space. It's like, oh, my goal in life is just to forever have a postured heart towards the Lord. Wow. Just, yeah, always looking towards him. Come on. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. And for you, you are a, you're a musical worshiper. Yes. You know? Yes, I, I think am. you're very, you're very talented. Um, and there's an obvious anointing upon that. Um, and I guess, how did you discover this, that this was a means of worship that you were passionate about? Mm. That's a good question. <laughs> I was actually thinking about how it all, like, started. Um, I guess when you've grown up in church, you can't help but, like, be part of the worship team because that's what the rest of your family <laughs> does. But no, I, um, it was 10 years ago this year, 10 years since I started um, the musical form of worship. Um, I joined the band in Wellington, our like, church band, and then, yeah, continued on when we moved up to Auckland. And it was actually my my brother who championed it out of, out of me or saw the seed of um, this gift of worship. And, yeah, he spoke a lot into my life and kind of called me out. You know that person that just kind of pushes you and you're like, ah, mm. but this is, the yeah, kind of sent you flying, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of thanks is to him for that and him seeing what God was doing in my life. Um, yeah, and I think I look at musical worship as the alabaster jar of my life probably and how I that's my gift that I can give to God. And I think actually we've all got so many different alabaster jars within our lives that we can pour out to Jesus. And um, this is one of them that I love to do and I love to sing his praise um, and I love to honour him with that. And he's always spoken to me a lot and it's about that and how he just loves it <laughs> and he loves it when anybody sings to him and praises him but there's been a growing and an intentional investment in that space um because yeah you can kind of feel the call of God in that and um part of my journey over the last three years has been the realigning of motive within that and I think it started off as like oh like I just love Jesus and I want to honor him and there's going to be a worship ministry that comes out of this and da, 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 da. it's going to look like this, this and this and this. And I was just waiting for it to start. And then God was like, just took me on this beautiful, sweet, correctional journey <laughs> to see that actually he just wants you to love him and give him that gift. And however that looks is going to be awesome because your motive is just to praise the Lord and just to honor him. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, that's probably how I'd describe it. Um, and now I get to see other people kind of stepping into that leadership as well. And you get to kind of show them your what you've learned along the way. Um, 
in the 10 years that I've been doing this. <laughs> in your 10 you know. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> Serving um, your terms, eh? <laughs> no, but you get to champion it out of other people mm. the way that my brother championed it out of me. Um, and it always comes back to just bless the Lord the best way you can. And it shifted the way I would lead a set from being, I need to get everybody to worship the Lord, otherwise that's not successful worship time. It's just like, no, I will get up there and I will bless the Lord the best way I can. And in that space, people will come with you. <laughs> so um, not, I need to formulaically, is that a word? Formulaically? I've just made it up. Um, <laughs> created this thing that will get people from here to here in 30 minutes and then they will all love Jesus more. It's just like, no, nah, it's that authentic thing of I'm here to just love them. <laughs> That's it. Come with me. <laughs> and I love that you, um, you're so passionate about seeing other people come into that space that yeah. you have yeah. um, in your whole 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's super awesome. Like in, in Canaan's episode, he was talking about how he's grown up in church also as a pastor's kid. Mm, Actually, let's on. touch on the fact that we've had Ooh, three pastor's kids on the represent. on the potty it's so far. <laughs> so good. Um, I love that. And we still, still love Jesus. And you still love Jesus. <laughs> Maybe I just chose the ones. That <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I feel like you should interview someone that hasn't. <laughs> totally. Um, I love that Canaan touched on the fact that with him growing up in church, um, he's seen the continued growth and, mm. and I guess the 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 seasons that have come with that. And now he's at a place as his church's worship director, mm. being able to draw that out of people, yep. being able to see people grow in that space and in worship. And so I love that you're also passionate about that, but for building the kingdom mm. and I guess um, helping those around you find purpose within that. Yeah, it definitely hasn't always been that way. No. Um, a lot of what I've had to journey through and heal from has actually been um, the brokenness of church <laughs> and seeing the brokenness of people um, quite early on in my life. And that was from being a pastor's kid and you, you saw it. Um, and I used to get quite mad at people in the church because I was like, why don't you love Jesus? <laughs> like, Why doesn't that ooze out of you? Or I'd encountered this living God and I wasn't seeing that in church and there were many times where I was like I'm done <laughs> I'm out um, but it was definitely the grace of God that was just like nah and he's been showing me that he obviously loves everyone in the church um and that you get this beautiful space to like encourage them in that and and that's where it all stripped away f for me about like people pleasing people into the kingdom of God and dropping the the programs in the the five-step um, programs to get people to love Jesus more of just like well I'm just gonna love them and I'm just gonna encourage them and we're gonna just I'm just gonna love Jesus <laughs> or yeah That's all it. these questions are gonna come back to just love Jesus there's what? no there's no equation to to, <laughs> no, to that no you know? and the only thing I would ever encourage is people to encounter him or like just ask to like encounter him fully and that means with all the ickiness and all the messiness I sound like a broken record but that, that's fundamentally it of when we encounter the living Jesus beyond religion it will change your life <laughs> it's not a broken yeah. record because it's so true yeah you know yeah. we forget who he is in the midst of our brokenness and we need people to continue to remind us that actually yeah. you're still loved <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're exactly. still loved man. you're so loved so loved and yeah and it's just acknowledging that and acknowledging within that space you know True that. Mm. Um, <laughs> even off the record, um, oh, I'm going to talk about Canaan again. Off the record. <laughs> we love Canaan. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> sorry. 
There is an equation to <laughs> to worship yeah. and to Jesus. Yeah. And it's um, two nails, two hands equals four given. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's one of those cheesy yeah. Facebook photos that a middle-aged mum might <laughs> share <laughs> on her page. You can put it as a banner over my profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> There's my cover photo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so good. And I guess so. Ten years ago is when your brother Josh. Yeah. Josh, come on. Oh, shout out. Shout out, Josh. You want to say something to him? Um. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's hang out soon. Actually, I would say it's testament to my whole family. Right. I can't. Yeah. They've all championed me, and being the youngest, it's like you got. I got to see them walk through their parts of life that are obviously not finished yet but you got to see them navigate things and discover Jesus and a lot of the way that I discovered Jesus was seeing the way that he worked in my siblings life and in my parents life um and then I got to step in and encounter him in my life um and so yeah I just have a lot of appreciation and gratefulness for my family um yeah makes me emotional <laughs> oh and i'm actually looking at your face now you were very passionate yeah, about talking like, about that are your eyes glassy right now uh, yeah i reckon i was talking oh, with my hands and if i talk with my hands that's passion <laughs> that's passion come on yeah. <laughs> and if you kept going then passion might have oh man i would have flipped the table <laughs> oh please don't my water's on this <laughs> yeah my coffee's on here i don't think i should do that <laughs> um so yeah 10 years ago was was when that was seen and drawn out of you mm. was it also 10 years ago or longer that you've had passion for music um <laughs> when I was little I would sing a lot um but I think the passion for music probably siloed the passion for worship um and I was like oh like I can start to I've learning the guitar um that came after because you're like oh I can write some songs on the guitar or I can worship God in my room on the guitar without having to like play a song or like you know you can just do that and I, I <laughs> also love like musical theatre. I think it's really fun. Um, so I would sing a lot around the house, like 80s music, love 80s music and like Celine Dion, what a voice. I, she is the queen, I reckon. <laughs> um, so like listening to a lot of that growing up as well um, and the original Brooke Fraser album, all those kind of things like, um, yeah. Something in the Water. No, before that. Oh, there was the one before that. Yeah, wow, there was fake one fan. Sorry, that. Yeah, sorry, dude. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely a lot of Sing Star was sung in mm. our house. Um, and I like, had the High School Musical two one. Yes, me too. Yeah, that so was good. fun. Um, and some like karaoke CDVD, like the Disney one. We had that too. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was a lot of like I did a lot of singing growing up, but and there was always a love for music, but I can't say it was like this. I haven't studied it or anything like that, but we love it. You were yeah. just you were just passionate about it. It yeah. resonated with you. Yeah, and it was an avenue to be able to bless God. So I was like, yeah, let's jump in here and let's let's see what this is all about. Um, yeah, so good. Yeah, and Bethany, you have a song on Spotify. <laughs> yes, from two years ago. From two years ago. Yeah. Wow. And I guess for you, yes, um, you talked about the different uh, types of. Worship music. There's yeah. Christian music mm -hmm. for you that you've said, mm -hmm. the, the controversial statement. <laughs> then there's worship to him. Yep. Talk about talk about the song. Oh, yeah. That song. There's a lot has happened since that song came out. Right. Um, and I actually really love that song. It's close to my heart. I remember writing it with two chords on the guitar. <laughs> and thanks to Josh, he added, helped me add some more 
chords <laughs> <laughs> and and some he helped me with the lyrics some t- too um but that was literally I remember I was kind of in worship leading and it kind of bubbled out of this worship time at home one day and it was just giving God the freedom to just be who he is in our lives um and this whole idea that sometimes we really restrict God because our brains are so small (laughs) and we will never fully understand God but when we try to or we try to fit him into our rational brain we restrict him because we're trying to figure him out Mm. and it's nearly like standing back and letting him be all that he is and trusting that he is that good (laughs) <laughs> wow um yeah and so it was a it's a very simple song but it's a song that's um sung to jesus um and ho- hopefully honors him and we sung it at church for a, a season and that was really cool um but a lot of the songs that i've been writing now are a little bit different they're a bit more um less like congregational like um we're gonna sing this all together but more just what I've been learning about Jesus um and the beautiful intimate depth of his heart that I've been discovering and channeling that into song um so that's why it's been a while since I've brought a song out because it's been this journey <laughs> I keep saying the word journey but it's that's what life, it is isn't it yeah um of just yeah deeper love for him but yeah, I love that song. It's a good one. I do. It was really fun to do. And like, again, testament to my family for helping that all unfold. Um, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> People still come up to me and they're like, I love your song. <laughs> I'm like, that's so cool. Um, I'm glad that it's blessed people and helped them. And the idea of it was that the reason that we brought it out for people was that hopefully they could welcome God to be all that he is for them too. And it's like, you know, when you discover something about Jesus and then you get really passionate for other people to encounter that too. And I think that's that's what it was. And for so me, good. it was just like Jesus. It wasn't this complex thing. It was just let him be who he is and he'll blow your mind. That's it. <laughs> mm. And if you don't mind, we'd just love to play Ooh, just a snippet from this I from the song. I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> just to bless those listening. Um, this is Come Be, oh, not Come Be Who You Are. I'm a fake fan. I'm a fake fan. It's Be Who You Are by Bethany Edmonds. Mm -hmm. Be Who You Are by Bethany Evans here on <laughs> Bad Man Season Is that a FM. Plug? Ooh, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> How good. Wow. I actually love that song. I was listening to that before um, before we started recording, before you got here, and um, was just reminded that actually, Lord, I want you to be who you are. Yeah. Um, regardless of what I think, where I'm at, actually, your agenda is the only agenda I care about. Yeah. That's so, so cool. good. It can mean so many different things. Like, I listened to it the other day. Um, and I was like, oh, and actually we're called to just be who we are as well. <laughs> you're like, it works in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're like, this is great. Where's the Uno reverse card? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's so good. And Bethany, I guess the last um, sort of thing I would love to touch on is we've talked about musical worship mm-hmm. in a very big, broad sense. Mm. Um, but I guess... Such a big topic. It's massive. You know, yeah. there could be a part two to this, to be fair. I mean, if I brought a McDonald's hot chocolate, would that allow me to come back for it? Oh, 100%. Part that's two? that's the key to the door. Okay, cool. So um, I, never, I never lock the door, to be fair. <laughs> I really should. Yeah, maybe don't say that on your podcast. I do lock my door. The didn't. address is. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the house down the road? <laughs> um, is that, what does it look like mm-hmm. to worship God outside of a 20-minute worship set on a Sunday? Mm. Mm. That is a good question. <laughs> I think to worship, I think... It's to be so motivated by the love of Jesus and to be transformed by that first and foremost. And like, I wouldn't want to give a five step <laughs> rule to how we outwork worship in our lives because that <laughs> defeats the purpose of anything I've said today. But <laughs> I would say it's just being loved by Jesus and loving him in return and praising him in every space that you're in and it's fun when you start the the journey of that um because then you start seeing it more and more and you start seeing him more and more in everyday life um but it comes back to the position of our hearts and the posture of our hearts to be fully in love with Jesus um yeah, and that practically could look like anything. That could be me coming here and just be nice to you. <laughs> it could be me, yeah, just blessing people, um, being generous with the things that God's given me, with money, with time. Um, it could be, yeah, the way I treat my coworkers, the way I treat my patients, the way I treat their family, um, and the thoughts and the actions that I outwork in life just um yeah and then acknowledging that god is in me and around me and in everything i do and in everything that he's created and it's reclaiming that i feel like there's a reclaiming of what the enemy's tried to steal in our world that actually we can reclaim back because god's created it and actually there's so much good in it too and we can praise him in that i don't know if that answers the question but my yeah the outworking of it all comes down to her being just moved by Jesus and his love for us. That's it. Well, even scripture says, um, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and love your neighbors as you, as you love yourself. Yeah. And I think for me, that's worship, yeah. is by loving God and loving others. But the way I do that is by serving God mm. and serving others. Scripture says, trust in the Lord your God and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. Seek him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's like you said before, actually. It's just continued acknowledgement of who he is in our world yeah and that his like the access to his presence is always like the access way is always open and there's such an ease to it and he lives within us so it's like you look at the fruits of the spirit and you're like well actually if the god of the universe dwells within me then actually all of those things are within me and there's an ease to that. And it's not this forced thing of, I have to be joyful (laughs) or I have to be kind. It's just there's a motivation there because you're like, the spirit of the Lord lives within me and I get to bless him 
and that's now me. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So good. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today. It's been such an honor. I was so like blown away when you asked me to come. Um, I'm so excited. Ah, and, and you said this was your first podcast? It has been my first podcast, yes. And how, how do you feel now? You were nervous, potentially. I was. I was actually really nervous, but I feel, yeah. I, the thing is, is that I'm so passionate about this topic that there's so much that's incorporated into it. And then you feel, you always walk away like, oh, I should have said this. and But, oh, that wasn't what I really meant. <laughs> and this is, ah, oh, no. But you're like, that's passion, is it not? That's it. <laughs> but, yeah. And I guess my my last question to you is, when is the next single coming out? 